0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to The Card Life. It has been quite a while, but as always, I'm here with my card wife, Katie.
1: Oh, hey. See, out of practice.
0: (laughs) And, of course, we've got both of our usual guests. we got Andrew and Nate back in the studio today. Now, it has been a while, obviously, just because uh, scheduling has been really tough for all of us. Uh, I've been traveling a lot. The missus has been traveling a lot uh, and just getting everyone together. We do have one huge announcement for the podcast for one of our usual hosts Nate is engaged. That's me. That is Yay. Nate. Yes, sir. So, congrats to Nate. So now we are three for three on the boys getting engaged, uh, and one for three on them actually getting married. So you two, this year, you know, will be locked up for 2023. So, it's come a long way. How does it feel, though? Are you are you gearing up for for what's to come?
2: Yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm excited about it.
0: As you should. That's the. Is she like right around the corner? You kind of have to say that, right?
2: <laughs> In the other room. But no, I, I, awesome. I don't have to say that.
0: Yeah, uh, no, that's but, awesome. Nah, but that's cool because because you and Andrew both going to get married around the same time, so that'll be that'll be really exciting for both you guys. Really, to, and me,
2: to each other,
0: and for me having <laughs> yeah to each and for me having known you guys for so long, this is really cool. Obviously. Uh, uh, you know coming of age all the boys are getting grown up in the hobby Uh, even some of the people obviously outside of us three that we know that are getting married or you know have their own businesses just really crazy to see but i do want to say nate since you are kind of the honored uh one of the group today with that announcement we will start you off with the vibe check uh so kind of just catch us up on what's been happening with you over the last few weeks
2: well that one thing happened
0: there
2: you go. Um, <laughs> But just, I, I've been going pretty hard. I'm almost done completing Brilliant Stars, the latest Pokemon set, putting together a full Master set. So awesome. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm excited for baseball to come back out. Got to play MLB The Show on my Switch today, so
0: I'm happy. There you go.
2: It has like PS3 level graphics on the Switch, but I don't care. It's portable <laughs> MLB The Show.
0: That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. I remember doing it on my on my uh, PSP back in the day. Can't beat it. When it's portable, you can just take it wherever. So, Andrew, I guess we'll jump over to you. Uh, tell us about how your last few weeks have
3: been. Uh, nothing crazy. I've been picking up some wolf stuff here and there that I didn't have, so that's always good. And then, actually, a little bit of a newer kind of – I don't know if it's going to become a set that I go after – but I've been picking up some of these. I actually have them right here. Some of the uh, the Skybox Skybox Authentics. Oh, that's
0: cool. Yeah, those from are from some...
3: '96, which uh, is a pretty yeah, iconic yeah. set for yeah. basketball. Uh, it actually stemmed from the game NBA Hang Time. If you guys have ever okay. played that, it's it's like NBA Jam, but yeah, a later release of it. Mm-hmm. So, because right now at work we're getting ready to kind of open up our storefront here in a, in a couple months and we have a we have like this arcade machine that has nba jam and hang time on it
0: mm. so like
3: every so often we'll play a couple games to hang time and then you know we, we kind of get our favorites like yeah for me it's a uh, dana Barros, okay. former celtics guard i didn't even know who he was before i played this game
0: that's fun but then
3: i dropped 139 points within one game and i was like <laughs> i need to get something of him so I kind of picked up a couple names from the set, and I'm like, maybe a really long-term goal, because there's some big names in that set. You got, like, Kevin Garnett, Hakeem Olajuwon, Ray yeah. Allen, guys like oh, yeah. that, but... Plus, you have I the mean, different ink colors. Right, and- right. But I've been picking up some cheap ones, and it's kind of a new set. I like chasing sets, even though I never complete them, but... <laughs>
0: And this is actually a really funny kind of stem off of how, you know, old uh, kind of some of the uh, uh, unlocking a core memory from old Instagram. You remember how we used to, you know, play Dynasty modes or whatever on like Madden or anything like that. And like we would have our favorite players and then like you'd kind of go out and just buy a card of theirs just because you like them in the game, like maybe on the field or in the sport. You're not crazy about them. I remember doing it with I used to play. I had a career career. I feel like a lot of people probably jump careers around sometimes. Like you make one and you don't finish it. and You do another one or like a franchise. But I had an NBA one where I was like locked in. And I remember specifically buying a, oh, I'm trying to remember his name. I think it was Chris Middleton back before he was like really good or something like that. And a couple of other guys that were like lower tier players that I never would have bought just because like I had them on this career. It's just like kind of weird how that happens in like the collector space. Katie, will jump over to you.
1: I've been really busy. Done. I think I might have been the one who started this hiatus because <laughs> um, I've just been traveling. Nate, Nate
0: says, no, no, it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, Nate was sick. Yes. And he yeah. got engaged.
0: I think. It's it been a
1: minute. Well, um,
2: I got sick and then by the time we could reschedule, Todd was leaving yeah, for Vegas. Yeah,
0: I yeah. Think so. Yeah, I say it, it, it was a, it was definitely a tumbling of, of things yeah. that happened. <laughs> yeah,
1: but um, I was in Mexico for my friend's bachelorette party, and then I just got back from Vegas, not Vegas, D.C. for work. I'm the only one with the office job, you know, had to, had to go visit Capitol Hill, fun stuff. Go. But when I was in Mexico, I was getting updates that my boy Leclerc uh, won his first podium. For this season and now he's leading so yes. i like to think that i have good taste and mm-hmm. eventually i'm gonna be making Ted a lot of money so. yeah
0: eventually yes and i mean i yeah i've been really happy with uh i say he's on the a hot streak, of the Ferrari boys, and
1: then i get in trouble
0: yeah we want we don't want to jinx it because <laughs> uh but yeah i mean kind of jumping over to me i f1 has been awesome to watch uh really been focused on kind of everything around that sphere uh i've been doing obviously a lot of pc stuff i just got some pretty nice Nile davis cards in i got a whole ross ollendorf collection in that i had purchased which that was a long time coming and i'm happy to have it under the house now and secured um that added a ton to the collection uh, some people may have saw me post both those photos on instagram and twitter wherever um doing a lot with the personal collections doing a lot with investment side of things i've grown a lot on twitter been blowing up uh you know into some dm groups having like two full f1 chats i've been like really invested in growing that community cuz like a lot of people are trying to learn learn it uh, and i like you know always teaching people stuff so i kind of have taken my time to help teach people that and uh and now we're two 75 member groups full and we have a a buy sell trade thread that's full as well so like That's been going amazing. Um, Twitter itself has been going awesome. I've been focusing a lot more of my content on there, which is not typical to what I normally do. Um, And then, of course, went up to Vegas, drove up to Vegas and back uh, for the Mint, which was a long time, um, but loved every second of it. Got to meet a lot of people that I had not gotten to meet before, most notably, probably Jimmy. Uh, Kentucky basketball cards. I've known him for a long time uh, and it was funny because like we just recognized each other at the show and walked up and shook hands and kept talking like we'd been, you know, back in the day and, and, you know, got to talk to him and, and he wants me to do some stuff with them up at his Dallas shop. Um, so interested to see what happens there as far as a partnership with, uh with what I'm doing with like uh, DCI and everything. So how far was, was that? That was a like <coughs> 16 hour drive. It was more like 17 one way. Uh, so we stopped in New Mexico, uh, basically each way. So it was four days of nine hour driving or like eight and a half hour driving. Wait, tell, so.
1: tell them what you, it was a car full of card guys. So tell them what you would do on your drive where you. Oh would yeah. Stop. On the way
0: up, we didn't really do it on the way back. Cause we were just ready to get home, but on the way up, we'd stop by cause you're going through like West Texas where there's nobody practically. So if we'd see a Walmart, we'd stop by and we'd pick up cards and like we, we hit, like a huge restock that was like full of like pretty much the best 2021 stuff that you can get. But just at the prices, I don't even think we picked up anything at that store. Cause it's just like the prices were kind of high. Um, I had picked up some women's soccer stuff at the previous store and done really well um, profited on some stuff, actually just kind of knew what I was looking for and, and got lucky. Um, but yeah, no, it was a great trip. It was, you know, it was, it was a long trip, but it was worth it. Like I had a great time hanging out with everybody and, uh, and coming back as well, you know, and that was kind of a really good precursor to the national. And I got to meet a lot of really great people. I mean, I met Ivan, uh, Chavi EPL on Twitter, uh, just like a bunch of Twitter guys that I, that I know pretty well. Um, and a couple of Instagram guys as well. So excited for national. Cause if national, I expect to be a lot crazier than Vegas, Vegas was awesome. So really excited about that. Plus uh,
2: the national will be better
0: uh because i'll be there exactly and the boys will get together and we'll do a podcast uh at the national would be awesome except katie won't be at the national which which is (sighs) tragic Mm,
1: it's in july right
0: yeah but i'm also going for work so that's like gonna be hard to figure out Ah, you can figure it out it's it's atlantic i'm gonna try yeah i'm gonna try to figure it out but i can't guarantee you give
1: me a room across the way and then just go back and forth
0: yeah we'll we'll try it we'll try to make it work but i just have a feeling with work it may be a little tough but well we'll jump into the first thing obviously with three weeks of uh us not doing the, the podcast we have a lot of content we're not really going to probably dive into a bunch of the stuff that's happened over like earlier in our hiatus but we do want to jump into some of the bigger topics and we are going to start with kind of something that broke the hobby probably about a week and a half ago uh i think kind of in and out of me being in Vegas, this was going on. Uh, Drake jumping into the hobby pretty heavily. Um, as far as you know the hobby waves that it had. I think it started with a um they, he was involved in some breaks on a live on a live stream. I was kind of checking it out. A lot of people going crazy in there. Broke a lot of different products like F1, NBA. I think he might have done some type of football, but I know it's mostly flawless. Um Katie, are you okay? Who's someone's?
1: If that someone's is your
0: dog oh my dog is playing of course she is um but yeah so him jumping in on a lot of products and then of course it culminated into this massive break that they did of flawless um with uh who was he breaking with he was breaking with was it golden, ken no. golden? i forget who it was
2: the really well he broke with ken golden
0: yeah that i'm talking about yeah him uh, the 40 case break i know who that was uh in that debacle which i actually we didn't uh-huh. have on the on the episode uh, we could talk about that maybe after after Drake, if we want to jump into it. Um, but Drake breaking with Ken Golden, flawless, couple of other products, broke some uh, 86 Fleer, which people are like, oh, my God, he hit a Jordan, not knowing that you get like three Jordans a box typically. So you're going to hit Jordans. It's just a, more a matter of, you know, the, the condition. Um, but that was awesome. He seemed to know some of the pack placement with the cards, the tell signs that you're about to hit a Jordan, which was cool. Um, so just like some, some, I just want to get y'all's thoughts on kind of the, the moment, uh, the hobby spotlight moment of Drake jumping into the hobby, such a massive name. I think kind of, we underestimate a little bit the significance that that can be, but also not only that, where do we see this going? Not just with Drake, because obviously Drake jumping in, maybe he jumps back out, but other influencers, other big names in the hobby, uh, or in other big celebrities jumping into the hobby. What do you guys think?
2: Just, I mean, we saw something similar with Gary v, um Steve Aoki as well. The biggest thing for me is, yes, it draws a lot of new people into the hobby, but they're most of the time the these influencers and everything, they're not educated properly mm-hmm. or That's... they're treated with just high end products and stuff like that, mm-hmm. whereas, all the new people that they're bringing into the hobby Mm. can't afford that. So they just see those price tags and they're like, ah, this isn't for me when there's so many other options out there.
0: Right. It is definitely kind of a pick your flavor, you know, type of situation where Drake is getting kind of handed the, the keys to the high end products and just kind of told to go wild. Um, And it was interesting to see on like some of his comments on uh, during the breaks, if you're paying attention to what he was saying, like some of the things you were like, you know, he was just tossing the kind of no names aside, or it also goes to show. And this is actually a really good talking point. I feel like when you watch these people that aren't involved in the hobby breaking and they get a lamello ball, rookie lamello ball or something, patch auto from, from flawless, their reaction typically, or like, you know, another really solid player that's young that the hobby really idolizes their reaction isn't as crazy as sometimes when they hit like these well-established hall of famers or something like that, which kind of just goes to show that like the hobby understands or like the hobby has kind of accepted that these young new names, you know, Pokushevsky and and some of these guys that are like super po- like potential players, they're not actually people that have done anything, are so valued in the hobby high where everyone freaks out when they hit it. But then you have these celebrities that are like, they under they just go based off of what they know about basketball and like what the performance on the court is. So I almost like it more because it's like you're seeing that raw emotion of like who like what are you hitting of somebody that is established in the hobby uh, like established as a player. And it's interesting to see that mindset of someone outside the hobby than in the hobby. What do you think about something like that, Andrew?
3: And that kind of ties into what people were saying as he was kind of getting you know like because he was open for a while. I I didn't watch any mm-hmm. of it like super closely but people were like like he doesn't look like he's having fun at this point when he knows how much he's spending on this oh and yeah like the stuff that's coming out mm-hmm. and
2: and he's probably being overcharged for it
0: yeah yeah and i'm and i don't know the situation with that i'm wondering if it was do you think that he was do you think he's coming into the hobby? Because I don't know. Do you think he's coming into the hobby on his own accord? Or do you think he's like, it's like a link and he kind of got like, hey, we'll give you some free product to do this. Or do you think he's jumping into it and actively trying to, or like, what do you think the situation?
2: Uh, I be? think he's most likely genuinely interested in it because I mean, he loves gambling mm-hmm. and the high end of the hobby this, these days, what is it?
0: yeah exactly that makes sense
3: it's just gambling
0: it's accurate yeah it's and i think that he it's weird to see somebody of his stature jumping into the hobby and like i'm curious to see what happens in the next few weeks do you this is like almost like i guess katie katie you know jumping with like celebrity talk and stuff because katie obviously kind of has a bunch of her own little celebrity people that she likes What do you think about seeing a celebrity jumping into the hobby, Uh, at least looking like from my eye, like when he was doing the breaks, like he was very interested kind of following Nate's point that he was interested genuinely in the cards and like wanting to learn more about the hobby. Do you think that this has ramifications forward with like new celebrities wanting to jump in after they see Drake do it? What do you think?
1: For sure. I mean, from the marketing perspective, it's definitely a PR like plus for the hobby because kids are going to see Drake doing it and they're going to think it's cool and then they're going to get into it. But also you might see kind of the saturated market that you saw in COVID again, where everybody's like, it's the new thing, you
0: Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people were kind of worried about after that stream. But I I don't know. I, I feel like right now we're in a good spot because I don't know. I feel like we're in a good spot because retail is accessible to people that do see something like that and want to jump into the hobby. They can go to their Walmart and probably have product that will satisfy them. Granted, you're paying more than your typical pre, you, you know, it was 20 bucks, but you couldn't find it back then because of the scalping. Mm-hmm. Now it sits on the shelves a little bit more. So people are like, at least there's an avenue for people to get into the hobby that may see that and genuinely, genuinely want to try their hand and cards and see what happens because everyone has to start somewhere. So at least that's an avenue. Instead of being like, well, damn, I've got to order something online because I can't find anything locally, or like my card shop is charging insane amounts. You could typically find at least product out now. Um, but you're is...
1: definitely gonna see an uptick. Just anything a celebrity does, you're gonna get a following from it. So,
0: yeah, I wonder what he feel, what Drake feel. Go ahead, Nate. I wanna...
2: The the one thing that I would love to see come out of this, I would love for the LeBron triple logo man to be pulled.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: By Meek Mill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that would start a whole new type of war that we don't want to get involved in between Drake and Meek, bro. Uh, you know that that like between all the cases that we've seen people trying to chase this card, like someone has said, it's probably been pulled in like Japan or something.
3: I was like, gonna say I know. saw that oh, someone, yeah. someone in like
0: because all the Asia hits, like, is just sitting there many.
3: laughing, watching these breaks. They... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I have it right here I it. yeah exactly it's like, like, I saw let another, these people do it. I saw another thing it's like if you pulled that would you like would you announce that or are you just gonna
0: watch the world burn slowly
3: like because obviously you'd have a probably a, a significant amount of people that want yeah. that card.
0: I think my strategy of it would be to kind of probably give it a little time and let the hype build on it. And then, but like, you don't want to wait too long before they put another insane card out that someone else is going to want of like a similar, you know, they're just, they're going to try to one up what they've done prior. So I would try to catch it while someone is like trying to, that is their bounty. There's like three or four huge players that I know of that are trying to chase that card. So probably let, let the hype continue to build up, but sell it off before the next, the next thing is out, you know, that takes their attention away.
2: I I would not post it while I was in possession of it. If I was going to be selling it.
0: Yeah, It's just like winning the
2: lottery. So it's like, Hey,
0: yeah. Come Um, rob me. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably a, I I don't have this on a thing, but we could briefly talk about the huge robbery that happened today with Mamba cards, uh, and that crew over there, 150,000, supposedly dollars of merchandise, uh, stolen today in California. Uh, At least they had security cameras and some voices. Um, I think they started a GoFundMe, which was kind of interesting because they haven't actually talked to their insurance people yet. So curious to see what happens with that. Um, Don't really know what's going on there, but I hear a lot of good things about them typically.
2: Yeah, I do too. I I don't know where they got that 150000 number from. Uh, Maybe that was cost um, for them because I went through... Granted, blowouts prices are usually a little bit high, not like two or three X. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Uh, If you go off of the list that they gave, Mm -hmm. it is five hundred and fifty nine thousand nine hundred dollars worth. Damn.
0: Yeah, that's insane.
2: So that and the hundred and fifty thousand doesn't really line up. Right. Uh, Just a tip. If anybody is thinking about opening a car shop, do not opt for a glass door. If you do get something like, um, I know 3M does it, there's probably a couple other companies, but there's a film layer that you can put over the door so that even if it breaks, uh, it doesn't actually like break apart and shatter, it just mm-hmm. stays in place, kind of like a windshield on a car has,
0: right? Yeah, that makes sense. And or you know, bar, I know some people don't opt for bars because it just looks not inviting, obviously. Yeah, um, but yeah, that just protection and it, i think that we've reached a point in the card game that we've seen so many people get broken into so many big reputable card shops get broken into uh it's just you you got to protect you got to protect your stuff and and i mean i'm glad that they had at least surveillance and stuff hopefully these people get caught they had their voices i think one of the person's names got leaked out in that conversation that they were having uh so i mean Hopefully that gets figured out with them. Just kind of a a topic, I guess, that just happened today. So, or at least last night. So it's kind of super timely news. There was
2: also only one security camera.
0: Oh, yeah. So is that their only one, the one that you saw or that we saw on that Uh, video?
2: You would think so.
0: It's actually really convenient, I guess. But I guess it's probably put it in the most strategic spot where if they took. Yes, but if you have that much inventory. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too.
2: Why don't you have more cameras?
0: yeah i i mean i guess also the one why they
2: had why was... is there no alarm going off
3: yeah that was one thing i saw people saying i was like
2: because I'm, yeah. I'm sure they didn't
3: dis disarm it or whatever yeah so
2: if it, maybe it's a silent alarm i i don't know
0: but it'll be interesting <sighs> to see because you know i i'm interested to see it so early we'll see what happens but hopefully all that gets figured out for them um but yeah, I want to jump into the next topic because uh, kind of jumping on, it's, uh, we were just talking about like retail and stuff and baseball seasons coming back in. So, of course, a lot of people are jumping in and buying baseball. Um, baseball is not necessarily Andrew and I's super big strong suit. I'm a closet Rangers fan because we've had to wear bags over our heads the last three or four years, it feels like. Uh, but now we've got a decent team, hopefully, that can at least challenge for third, not, definitely, you know, fourth and fifth in the league.
1: My um, dad taught me that baseball is dead to me.
0: Because why?
1: Because pitchers should bat.
0: Yes. Her dad hates that there's a DH. Uh, and now there is a DH in both leagues. So it's like really dead. Isn't there one in the National League now as well? Yes. They added it. So <laughs> now it's Wait. In both leagues.
3: Uh, go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say, not the tangent here, but got to make the game more interesting for the younger
0: yeah. Viewers. But you know the, the dad's gotta, dad's gotta, you know, the dad's got to The dad's got to you know, the rugged, you know, 80s, the pitcher's batted and it's a part of the strategy. So that's whatever.
2: Personally, I, I would prefer it without the DH, but I am glad that they added it rather than leave it as is because mm-hmm. then both leagues are even.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah I, I do was I do weird. like that they've, yeah, I like that they've at least evened it out. I could care either way. But it's always <laughs> been so weird having, one league does it, and then the it, other league doesn't. So you had to, the other league would have to bend to the other league's rule. Like it's just like weird.
3: It's like if in the NFL, like if the NFC had like college overtime, and the yeah. AFC had like like just sudden death.
0: Yeah. Just no, or, it, or like
2: the NFC has an extra safety. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, or yeah, like
3: that thing good. in the We're CFL where the receiver can run before like up to the line before the snap like full speed.
0: Yeah. Something like that's that. So weird. <laughs> But with baseball season coming back, this is actually going to be an interesting year because I feel like, you know, we've had some pretty big names jumping in uh, to, you know, in baseball, some young guns that have really stepped up. Uh, obviously, recent memory, Acuna, Tatis, uh, and I'm missing one Soto. name, Soto. And I know a lot of people like Lou Bob, Luis Robert. Um and so now though we have obviously Wander Franco is jumping in and a lot of people are going after his series one card. Uh, but now we have two guys that are going to have a series two card, right? Is pretty much guaranteed that they'll have a series two.
2: I am going to venture a guess and say that one of them gets a series two card. The other gets saved for update between Julio Rodriguez and Bobby Witt. Because gotcha. last year, Jonathan India, who won rookie of the year was on the reds opening day roster and they didn't give him a rookie until update
0: that's interesting okay but india do you so was but my question is is do you think india was as big because I, I know he was a pretty big name but was he as big of a name come opening day to warrant them wanting to put him in series two or do you think it was like a surprise that he was in like that good so they put him in he, he
2: was a highly touted prospect okay. not quite on the same level as like wander and those guys mm-hmm. but he was high enough level to where He should have been in products. Gotcha.
0: So Bobby Witt and uh, and uh, Julio, Rodrigo, Julio uh, Rodriguez, Rodriguez are both going to be starting on the opening day rosters, two huge prospects in the prospecting game. So this is huge for those people that have been grinding out the investments of those two for quite a while because that is what baseball investing style is. Is more of a grind. You kind of hope those people step up through each levels, and there's always kind of like tiers to win. some people like to cash out depending on their faith in the players, but obviously players like, you know uh Bobby Witt and and Julio Rodriguez are kind of in-game players like you're you're going to hold their stuff until they make the league and hopefully MVP type caliber cuz that's the type of players they are so huge names jumping in opening day Julio Rodriguez has been killing the ball uh in spring training I've seen some of his stats I I need to keep I want to keep up with baseball more this year it's kind of one of my goals uh, I'm actually taking up a investment Um, on a player I like, you know, I only, I don't invest in players outside for baseball outside of the team. I like, I always do Ranger players if I do it and I'm doing, uh, Evan Carter, who's a like young gun high school. Uh, he was a high school first round pick for us hitter. That's who I'm going after. So I'm trying to invest myself more into the baseball world, but, uh, Julio Rodriguez killing the ball, Bobby Witt, same thing. I think both of them will do well. Nate, where do you see? Their season going and do you where do you see the baseball market going with like two huge rookie hitters coming in? Do you think this reinvigorates people to collect baseball and pay attention or do you think it's kind of just fade away in a couple weeks?
2: I think so, especially since you said we also have Wanda Franco. Mm-hmm. Um, but tops is notorious for, or at least in recent years, stretching out like the talent to the different series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they'll continue to do that, but a lot of people have gotten blinded by Bobby Witt and Julio Rodriguez being called up that they forget that a pretty highly touted Japanese player also signed this year with the Cubs,
0: right? Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Seiya Suzuki, mm-hmm.
0: which right. y-
2: you have people that are already following baseball for Shohei Otani.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And now there's a new young uh, Japanese player that they can get in on the ground floor of
0: that is really cool yeah and i think and did he so did he play in spring training at all yes did he do did he perform well i didn't
2: um that. his like first half was so-so um then he picked it up towards the end
0: i mean you um, got to adjust there's an I mean i period. i
2: know i'm going to be picking up a lot of his stuff that's awesome
0: that's really cool yeah and i know that you know andrew you're not super huge on baseball do you i know that you're not necessarily My question is, are you going to watch more baseball? But are you intrigued, at least, in kind of what's going on as far... Does does prospecting in baseball at all intrigue you, or is it too complicated? And what do you think about, like, the new guys jumping in that are, like, super highly touted? Like, what do you feel about that hierarchy in baseball, where it's not like NFL, you jump into the show and you're just going? Baseball, there's that range. You have to really grow into it. And then, you know, once you're in, you're in, kind of, for the most part.
3: I will say... I just from seeing what people send in I do recognize some names now especially like Bowman Chrome stuff and if I was going to get some of that stuff I would go after Bowman Chrome just cuz it mm-hmm. looks so nice and uh, like so I, I I'm I call myself a Cubs fan cuz that's just the team I've followed at it's like not super closely but you know they got that World Series win that was that was cool since it'd been what over a hundred years? Hundred one hundred and eight. Hundred yeah. yeah. eight. That's what I was gonna say.
2: I'm gonna yeah. see your team next week. Actually,
3: oh. <laughs> they, they are playing
2: go. the Pirates at the Pirates' home opener, and I bought tickets so I could see Seiya Suzuki.
0: That's awesome. That's really so. Awesome. Is he cool. starting
3: on the like the regular roster for them? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, he's an he's an outfielder. So I was gonna say I I saw they had gotten him, and there was some hype with him, and I was like it might be cool to pick up one or two things. I mean, Cause I've seen like, I don't know if they're still like if I know a lot of times prospects get traded. So I've seen like people sending like Ed Howard. I know he was a Cubs prospect uh, Hernandez, Christian Hernandez, I think is another uh, one. I, th- I think so. But yeah, obviously a lot different than the NFL is, you know, players sometimes for years grind up through the minors, obviously mm-hmm. bigger names go up a lot faster.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
3: But, just that aspect of it, though, like you really gotta do the long play on it, do your research,
0: because,
3: like, or you could just pick a random prospect mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean that's probably what I would do. Honestly, that's, the, that's like, yeah. the fun way to do it. That's in
2: my opinion. You pick somebody random. You maybe see if anybody's from your hometown, shares yeah. a birthday, mm-hmm. or, or or something like that. Also has the uh, same name. Yeah, yeah. Just in, in terms of prospecting. Like Andrew said, do your own research. Exactly. Jason Dominguez prices are insane.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, what happened to him? Is he up there with the Yankees yet?
2: He is MLB.com did their top 100 prospects and he was like 68 like or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Really? Here's the thing. People were dumping money into him before uh, the 2021 season. It might have been the 2020. Don't know off the top of my head he hadn't played any professional baseball, like no rookie league, low a anything like that. Like he had played, you know, like yeah. organized professional baseball, but in no major league, like farm system games and people were right. just
3: dumping money into him.
0: Right. There's going to be like big and muscular.
3: State. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of like some of the prospects we've seen over the years that just, you haven't heard of them. Like, I remember, I think it was 2014, was it Byron Buxton was like a big name? Mm-hmm.
0: Miguel Sano, too. Like guys like know.
3: like uh, Soler. Miguel
2: Sano will be in Sano. MLB products until the end of time.
0: He will, yeah. I still see his stuff and I'm like, God, I didn't know this guy was even good and I don't think he's that good.
2: Buxton is starting to, uh, has kind of lived up to the hype, kind of some injury stuff with him.
3: It just seems like a lot of these huge name prospects turn out to be like, Average players.
0: Oh yeah, look at uh Mark Appel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know a lot about Appel. Yeah.
2: So uh, a- another thing, people will always tell you, don't invest in pitchers.
0: Which is weird because I invest in two pitchers actually. <laughs> I, I,
2: I I love pitchers honestly. I do too. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, I like so I I was mentioning earlier I won't invest in a in a rain in anybody outside the Rangers organization, but I do collect East Texas guys. Well, I don't really invest in it. that's just like your your guilty pleasure of you know the only person to come out of Texas state that actually did something professionally Ooh, pretty burn much. Me more. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I collect uh Grayson Rodriguez, who's a East Texas guy and he's a really big he's pretty much the number one prospect for minor leagues right now like as a pitcher um and he had some spring training I know he's starting the year in like triple A or maybe double A to start something like that but um going he, back to what he, he's with the go. Orioles. Yes, yeah, he was an Oriole. Um boy. Uh, and I have another East Texas guy who's a Rangers prospect, but he's also a pitcher, Justin Slayton. He's going to probably be in single A or something. But what I like to do, kind of going on to what you guys were just talking about, like picking, picking a prospect. If you're not like, if you're wanting to have fun and you like the sport of baseball, but you don't want to like, you don't want to pay the high prices for any of these guys just pick somebody kind of that fits what you like in some type of way. Like some of the suggestions of birthday, same name, same favorite team. Like I did Isaiah Kiner Falefa just because I was like, his name's really cool. And he ended up becoming a starting everyday player for the Rangers. Just now he's, he jumped teams. Now he's with the Yankees. I think if I'm not mistaken, he ended up
2: with the twins and then got traded to the Yankees in the 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 Gary Sanchez trade.
0: Right. So that's just like really cool. And like, same with Evan Carter, like it's almost like buying a lottery ticket. You're just like, you put, you put some money into it. And if it, and if it works out dope, you know, and Are you going to buy any uh, Jack lighter it. when he comes up? Maybe it depends. I might do some research on him because his prices will probably be kind of high. And I don't want to put money like, like Evan Carter is, a, is kind of high on the autos because he was a first round pick and he's so young. That's kind of why I started picking him up. Cause I'm like, he's a Ranger. He's out of high school. If he does well, he'll be in the league a long time, and I think he can come in when this team is getting built, so, like, it's potential. Um, but picking pitchers up, I'd prefer to stick with pitchers on people that are, like, East Texas, because I'm yeah. already having to buy. Like, when Grayson makes the league, I'm I'm really excited because I collect him to collect him, so I don't care about the first Bowman refractors and autos and out-of-20s. Like, I could give a shit about the value. I just care about how cool does a card look. So when he has patches and autos and like that stuff and, and if, like I'm in MLB unis, I'm really excited about all that.
2: Yeah. And, and I will say uh, if you're looking for somebody random to invest in, whatever, the thing that I personally look at, uh, one of the first things I look at is they're on base percentage of the minors. If they can't draw a walk or take a walk in the minors, they're going to have a horrendous time in the majors.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. I don't, I don't even do that. So it's a great point. Cause there are players that just can't transition. Like there are some things that, that that you can do in the minors and people that are more experienced in baseball. I'm sure like, you know, these little things, but yeah, like walks, you need to be able to obviously be able to do that in the minors cause that will not transition. Um, I wish I knew some more about like what you're kind of what you're talking about nitpicking some of the like little things to look at in prospecting. And that might be something we jump on in the future episode on like a Friday. So Andrew doesn't have to sit here and, and, and listen to us sludge uh, through the joys of, of prospecting. Of <laughs> so Andrew doesn't have to sit here and sludge through that, but that might be a really good topic for like a, uh, for when we start doing two a weeks in the future and, and get someone in there with, with Nate and we'll, we'll teach all of you guys about how to prospect and I'll learn a thing or two because I'm not smart on prospecting. Um, but yeah, excited for the baseball season. We'll see what happens. Excited for hobby value that'll come and we'll, uh you know, we'll check back in pretty frequently because I'm curious really about where baseball heads this year because I feel like with how the past couple of seasons have been in baseball and obviously the preseason with the strike going on and a lot of people's uh hatred for Rob Manfred, we'll just have to see what happens with uh. going forward. Well, uh, And we might have a Nate rant or two coming soon. We'll see what happens. So uh, let's jump on to, we have two more topics that we're going to jump into. One that I'm really excited to talk to the boys about. D- uh, so I- this- is
2: this the one that is kind of like prospecting for other sports?
0: It is like prospecting for other items, actually. Oh. It's not the one that you're thinking about. It's oh. like finding a new way to collect in a physical ah. world. So I'm really excited to talk about this because I've kind of seen a lot of the conversations going on, but we haven't really, or nor have I voiced my opinion too much out loud. So it's going to be good to get some thoughts in the air. Uh, tickets, S- ticket stubs, not digital tickets. We're talking the physical assets that you get at a game Uh kind of a dying trend. A lot of people like to do digital tickets now. Um, obviously, we have so many historical moments from the past involving tickets. Um whether it be even something as unique as Woodstock from back in, you know, when that was going on or pre, you know, Babe Ruth game tickets or anything like that, pretty much any type of tickets has been a huge conversation because a lot of people have been starting to a small ish crowd of people are passionate about tickets uh, and their collection of tickets. And, you know, obviously when you're really passionate about something, sometimes you just say like, I got this for X amount. And I can't believe that when you look at what, sports cards market is bringing because you know the ticket stub is from the 80s and there's not hardly any great quality ones out there so what i have is really unique some people are considering that market pumping because the people that are talking about tickets kind of right now are relatively decent sized accounts or at least relatively people that have a pretty good following in the industry um and i want to get y'all's opinions really about do you guys think that focusing on tickets as a physical asset that can be both collected and potentially invested in. Do you consider that a market pump or do you actually consider that like I do, which is kind of shedding light on a physical asset that people aren't really appreciating as much considering how unique some of the older ones typically can be. Uh, You know, some of the 80s stuff, Michael Jordan's first college basketball ticket signed, which I saw recently somewhere First game ticket of Jordan, you know, King Griffey Jr.'s first, you know, at bat, things like that. What do you guys think about that space? Katie, love to hear what you got to say.
1: I think it's more of like an antique than a card at that point, like Woodstock or like Jordan's first game or something like that. Like I still have my first concert ticket and it's it's a piece of paper and it's special. So I totally understand like that attachment somebody might feel to that. Mm-hmm. um i've never seen it as a collectible but that might be a new space
0: yeah i think that one would say that kind of like a uh, an antique can be a collectible uh mm-hmm. if you kind of consider something an antique it's probably That's all antiques are yeah it falls <laughs> into the category i would say of, of collectible um depend i mean like you know an antique tractor is i guess i wouldn't necessarily say a collectible but it is a collector's kind of Item, So it falls oh. roughly in that category. But I think that uh, just to kind of answer on what you're saying, like exactly what you hit on there was really good. The You have your first concert ticket and that holds value to you. And I think that's where a lot of the people are missing that mark of that. You don't even have to like the, the first tickets that some people have. And like, you know, I, I have some tickets of uh, games. I didn't even go to because it matters to me because of someone I collect. So you don't even have to be attending these events to find value historically or personally into these items. What do you boys think?
3: I think at its base, I mean, there have been people saying, "Oh, you can't like you can collect anything." Anything can be collected. <laughs> like people collect stamps, people collect business cards, people collect pens, like
1: Barbies.
3: You can you can if you're passionate yep. about it, you can collect
0: GI Joe cards. <laughs> yeah. unintentionally gi joe cards (laughs) whether you want to or not
3: (laughs) but personally i think signed tickets are a lot more significant Mm -hmm. just because a ticket of course it's associated with the event but it's not really associated with the player
0: right or
3: whatever it's about like obviously it's from that event
0: Mm.
3: of something significant but i think if you if you get, if you go into signed ones, personally, I think those are cool. Like, yeah. say you had, like for me, if I had a signed Devin Hester. Oh, that, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> You try. <laughs> I'll hold but, it up here. There
2: you it's my, go. It's my Chester Banning and cut. It's
3: on that's, a ticket, see, like that. That's, that's really cool. That's yeah, cool.
0: and that's such a cool piece.
3: Like for me, if I could get a like a Devin Hester signed Super Bowl ticket from when he returned the opening kickoff, or like a signed Garrett Wolf ticket from his first career touchdown, like something exactly. like that, like. And then I don't know. Do they do like obviously? I guess that's a cut auto of a ticket. Mm. I th- like are we are there a lot of those out there? Like cut autos on tickets?
2: Um, for, for I, musicians. I, I probably
3: yeah
0: because it is hard to go into like a music venue and bring you know you're in such a tough crowd of people you can't really bring things for them to sign you kind of have to go with what you probably have so i feel like a ticket is probably one of the easier things because it it fits with the theme obviously of like you attended it at that concert sign the ticket so that kind of makes sense but i I don't see a lot out there I feel like for
3: even older ones, that's like the only people thing have, like, only thing people have with them to get signed. Like, so maybe you're not thinking about it. Like, especially before we had like graphers and people who specifically go out and, you know, go to games or events, stuff like that to get stuff signed. Like, because I know back when I was a kid, I I forget, I think it was like training camp, like for the Bears. Like, they'd give you like this program. Mm hmm. And I was like, well, this is all I have. I'm just going to get this signed. And, yeah. you know, it's like
0: people do it all the time. Yeah. Right. That's really cool, though. Nate, what do you think?
3: I love tickets
2: personally. I don't necessarily collect them a whole lot. Um, the, the biggest thing for me is uh, the easiest way to break it down is, OK, people went crazy over the LeBron Prism card with the Kobe tribute dunk.
0: Right. Right yep because of the picture
2: on the card Mm -hmm. wouldn't you rather have a ticket from that game that was in the same building that that happened in right even get it framed up with with the prism card or with a better picture of the event
0: right and i and i i do tend to mostly agree with that statement 100 um i think that the the issue with that argument that I would say to play devil's advocate, I suppose, the the Prism card, I think that you mostly see what's going on with that because of people are card collectors. Like you're you're looking you're looking at a, a group of people that collect what they collect card collectors obviously and so they are going to favor like the kobe you know we know how kobe's cards went crazy we know how lebron's cards go crazy you have lebron doing the kobe dunk it's just an iconic card in the community now you got to talk about the ticket people ticket people probably do favor having the asset of a ticket that was in the stadium well so I the think- thing
2: with that is they are collecting it because of the moment in the picture
0: right that makes sense the yeah.
2: ticket witnessed that it was in the same space as that it was in the same air as that event that you're claiming to be a big big fan of
0: unless it was a ticket because i don't know how Uh, they do tickets but i think they also do commemorative tickets for events such as that right to where they don't actually like they they are usually
2: uh like notated
0: okay gotcha and I was going to say,
3: we. you can also run into, I, don't, I forget what they're called, but it's like tickets that are printed after the event, like extras. Yeah. Right. Like I've seen a little bit of that kind of come up. They're like not, they weren't used. So they were pretty much just extras that got out.
0: Right. I think tickets are definitely a muddied space in some regards. I don't know. I don't know all my research on, you know, on tickets. Where... I, I just
2: don't see it as pumping and dumping like some people do.
0: It, I do, yeah, it, I agree it, it, yeah
2: it it is people sharing what they like to collect That's and it.
0: I, and I think that the the I think that this is a bigger issue um at play. I think it's 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 kind of a a tragedy to a, to a sense where I feel like we live in an age now in the card community where if you have a pretty decent following and you're even just sharing what you like, you are accused of pumping a market. We live um, in
2: a society.
0: we live in we live in a society, we do sadly. Um, but I, I I genuinely feel like that is the case. Um, I now I don't know all these people as well as some people may. So I don't know some of the intentions behind. but what I see as somebody who is pretty overly critical of what the community can do and who does what in the community sometimes, all I see with tickets, like I was thinking about tickets in twenty sixteen before any of this stuff happened not to like you know i'm not like tooting my own horn like i was thinking about this before but just like i had thought about the possibilities of that and while i kind of like molded over and i was like i just don't see like where am i going to put these how am i going to do it i'll just collect what i like like uh, you know there's some ross Ollendorf tickets of like his first home run or i think he hit one home run and i think i have that ticket like just stuff like that like that i i find interesting i'll pick up for myself I'm not going to play that game, but I've also like I would love to have a Mahomes Super Bowl signed ticket because we haven't won a Super Bowl in so long and that was the first time. So like I I think about tickets as a form to almost solidify historical events so that 20 yes. years down the road I remember that event and I have an attachment to that event. Whether this kind of goes back on what Andrew said of like, you know, I'd rather have a signed ticket because at least you know that the signature for sure is legitimate, signed, authenticated ticket or whatever. But the tickets, you know, if you have extras or sometimes you may not know where that ticket is exactly coming from. It could be an extra. However, those old tickets, you know, probably except for the Woodstock ones, I've heard that the Woodstock ones are a little weird because there were a lot of extras that were not actually like there's something weird with the Woodstock tickets, which is why they're very cheap when you see them typically. Even if it
2: is an extra ticket, it is still one that was originally supposed to be used for that event. Yes. Panini could probably get away with doing a different angle of the Kobe tribute dunk on another card. Well, guess what? They can print as many different versions of it as they want. There is a finite amount of tickets that were
3: at that game.
2: Right.
0: No, I agree. And it's
3: not like this is a new thing. Like,
0: people
2: didn't
3: just... Start nah. co- like people have collected yeah. tickets longer than probably all of us have been alive. Exactly. Like, yeah. And like, like you said, there, there's not going to be more of them for a certain event there. Yeah. There's th- that amount and that's it. And also we've had kind of a, the card ticket mashup while we're on the, like mm-hmm. LeBron yep, has yeah. rookies with the tickets in them. I think it's the, it's like the MLK, like some, I think it was, I forget what it is, but there's a picture of him on the ticket in the card. And then, like, in the mid-2000s, we had the football, the TX exclusive, where they put ticket stubs in mm-hmm. cards.
0: Yeah. That, too. Kicks, that, right. too. Now, I, I actually have one of those. It's a Jer- Jeremiah Trotter uh, from the Super Bowl. The a Axeman. Bowl the Axeman. Yeah, I have one because he's a Texas guy. So I have one of those. Those, are kind of, those get surprisingly expensive um, for what you would think they would be. Uh, But it's cool to have one. And I have maybe one other one of somebody that might be in my collection. But, yeah, those are super cool because it does fuse the card and Mm -hmm. the ticket game, which can be really neat.
3: Hey, in the end, paper is paper. Paper is paper. (laughs) Cardboard is cardboard. Paper and cardboard.
0: Well, that's a great segment over into uh, kind of our next, our last topic of the day. And for those of you guys listening as well, you know, if you have any questions about, you know, collecting is like Andrew was saying, so they're pretty much anything you can collect. If you didn't even really think about tickets as an option, uh, collecting tickets or anything, this is a new field for us to talk about. Feel free to reach out to all of us. Our Instagram handles are here. Talk to you a little bit more about it. And I'm kind of interested in getting maybe more into the ticket game and learning more about it. Just at least having more knowledge. Um, but hopefully you guys learned something there. Cause this was a learning moment for all of us as well.
2: Or, uh, or if you guys want us to talk about anything else.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. If if here, any topic suggestions.
2: Questions
0: exactly we can always because we're always scrambling in the dms what should we talk about today what should we talk about (laughs) (laughs) figure you know so we will go to our last topic though which is actually really unique as well uh kind of getting a little bit of that tops feel back in products that we haven't had tops regularly in lately uh and that is bowman university football coming back bowman for the first time since 2014 i think it was or 2015 2015 right 15 i think was it the last? Did, I know they did tops in twenty fifteen, and I am assuming they did. I am trying to remember the last year of
2: Bowman I think... that I remember because they brought it back was twenty fourteen with like Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, year. yeah. I'm so I know. Remember, I don't remember like
3: a Jameis Bowman Chrome. I don't know. Yeah, if I don't know either. They're...
0: So twenty fourteen because that's the last I remember as well. Roughly could be twenty fifteen, maybe we're going crazy. Uh, and then overtime basketball from Tops coming back, which we hadn't had a Tops basketball product in a long time. 09? Was that the last time we had a tops basketball Yeah, because that's
3: the year they put the chrome, the in chrome. inserts in the that were out of I think $9. 99 in the regular yes.
0: tops. Yeah, I believe I, th- I believe that you're correct. So having these two products come in. Now they're not the most glamorous. This isn't like we're hitting NBA and NFL levels. However, what this is doing, um, overtime is a little bit more of a interesting play. I'm not really hundred percent sure exactly where overtime's gonna fit in the hobby. It's kind of them just I think it's them experimenting a little bit with getting back into the basketball market a little. Um, And I mean, that's good. We love seeing tops products. I think a lot of people love OG tops. And so seeing them jump back into this field is great. Over time it's kind of just more your prospects that are uh, what in like a separate league, I think is what it is, or they're like, it's
2: the developmental league.
3: I I don't know where that stands. It's kind of like like, uh, the G league ignite, something like that.
0: Yeah. So you have some players that are pretty big. I think Jalen Lewis is like a really big name, Bryce Griggs, a couple of those guys. Um, you're not going to have probably any insane, you know, insane guys coming out of this product. I've seen some of the resell, and it has looked really good. Um, it'll just kind of come down to what type of lot, like this could just be the hype of tops coming out with a product of basketball and people want to get on it. Um, long-term implications, I'm not 100% sure where that will be. I think that both of you guys are on that same page with me because it's just kind of such a gray area of you know, where does it stand? We'll just have to come back to it here in a little bit. But what is interesting and Andrew will probably talk about this a little bit more, Bowman University football, which is getting a lot of the uh what is a lot of the prospect guys coming in if I'm not mistaken, uh, or at least a decent bit of them. Bryce Young is in it, Bijan Robinson, Kenny Pickett. A lot of these big names that a lot of people are um hyping up for this coming draft and we're getting, uh, we have like a throwback two thousands design in this to kind of hype people up from like the Brady years and stuff. So what are you guys feeling on that? Nate, you want to say something?
2: I, I would just like to call or, or say in, in a very early episode, I said something along the lines of tops doing something with basketball or football in terms of the prospecting. And that's kind of what we're getting um, with the Bowman University stuff, because there, there are no actual colleges or college logos on the cards. Right. Um, so we're probably going to get some guys that don't enter the draft and they enter next year, but we have their first cards early. Same right. thing with the uh, developmental league. We're getting guys before they reach that league just so that they have cards because normally it's okay if you're a basketball player unless you're like a first round pick or unless you like make the all-star team your first year you're not getting a card
0: right until you make like
2: an all-star team or something like that
0: well unless so are you talking about what do you, what are you talking about in context? Cause maybe I missed some of it. Like, cause typically we have the rookie class. Are you just talking about those guys that are kind of back markers of a draft class?
2: Yeah. Like the, the back markers guys that people still want, not as much as like the top prospects and stuff. Um, right. but I mean, we saw it to an extent, um, with some of the older football cards, specifically 2015, um, Taylor Heineke, and Darren Waller barely had any cards right but maybe if they had been in a product like Bowman University right where they have to round out the checklist mm-hmm. it, it would be a great story
0: so, before I let Andrew go, because I know Andrew's going to go crazy here in a second, because I want to hear more about this Bowman University, I want to pose a question before Andrew starts talking. Do you think that with Bowman University coming out, because I don't, I, I'm going to like overtime, I wanted to at least talk about it. I just don't know enough about where overtime will sit. And I think that these players are developmental, like a couple years at least out of the NBA. So, we won't know the ramifications of what this product has to bring for probably a a little bit of time. Uh, I know some of these guys are expected to go in the draft pretty, pretty soon, but where do you see when say, just, just humor me, say that we get to these guys get drafted out of the NFL, uh, that are in this product and the products are delayed and we get some early stuff. How crazy do you think the, this product, the Bowman university football, prices do you think that this holds a lot of weight as a potential first card that these guys have outside of obviously they won't have even if they're in their collegiate logos or their collegiate uniforms they'd at least have the nfl logo of the team that probably drafted them with whatever they come out with with the early products like score or something like that um where can this product fit with some of these guys based on their on-field performance if we're still behind with like these covid delays and stuff of these guys I, that get I
2: can see it being very valuable for two words. First Bowman. Look how big that is in baseball.
0: Interesting. And that, but no, but no logos. You see what I'm it, saying? It, but
2: there's the I, familiarity. It's, yes. It's the familiarity. And I don't think it's going to outsell pro uniform stuff necessarily uh, but I think it will rise to the top of all the college uniform stuff.
3: Right, because you have okay. – these aren't technically some of their first cards either because there's pro set stuff coming out now of college guys. There's your tops now of some of the prospects and some current college players. But, yeah, I think it's the familiarity. You have, like – they're taking that baseball approach, the first Bowmans, the 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 same color, like the refractors, the golds are going to be out of fifty. You have the right. shimmers. You have you know red refractors, super refractors, and I think that's a big thing. Super refractors. We're going to have super refractors of guys like Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Like right. imagine, like Mahomes didn't have them. Kyler Murray, like all these guys between 2015 and 2021, they don't have true super refractors. Yeah, which like
2: sure, be. they have college uniform black
3: finites. And gold vinyls and gold vinyls. But these are like super fractors. Like they carry that weight.
2: One quick caveat. I noticed a lot of places, even tops website themselves advertising it as Bowman Chrome university. Yes. It, it is just Bowman university. There are Chrome cards involved. Right. Um, it is not an entirely Chrome based product.
3: And that was know, a, yes. a confusion I had at first too. Cause I, I saw on their website for the pre-orders, it was listed as Bowman Chrome university but it's actually like, say, I I think uh, baseball calls it Bowman draft where you have your paper base and then Chrome inserts
2: Bowman and Bowman draft both do that. But since this is a draft product, yeah, it's, it's a lot closer to Bowman draft.
0: I'm curious to hear from Katie on just at least a little bit kind of, kind of from a newer perspective of somebody, do you think so posing the same question? I just want to word it a little bit differently. So, with the way, so these guys that are coming out in this football product, you know, some of them, you know, make it drafted by the Chiefs or something. So, this may be some people that I'm looking to pick up or something like that. These products will have some autos and they'll have some other collegiate things. Do you see this as being a product that can hold weight with. So, tops used to do football pretty frequently, they haven't in a long time. So, this is kind of a, a fresh take on their version of getting back into into football do you think that there is potential for this product even after you know the draft happens and when training happens probably even into the preseason games where you see some of these guys get their first action do you think that this product has potential to grow or do you think that people will favor some of the stuff that has the logo but the collegiate like the nfl logo of the team that drafted them but still their collegiate uniform and stuff
1: I was taught by a guy named Tud yep.
0: that this is dangerous.
1: college uniforms lose value as soon as they get NFL uniforms.
0: That is true, yeah. D- depending on the collector, though, because some people do prefer to collect people based on their college uh, Like if stuff. they're so, a fan of them in college. Yeah, so like so, there's, I'm in a Longhorn group, so you see people prefer that.
1: So I, I think... <sighs> Again, from the marketing side, I think it'll be really hot when it first comes out.
0: Mm.
1: But again, I, in my opinion, I would want them in the NFL uniform.
3: One hidden aspect of this, though, is it's not just 2022 draft prospects. There's going to be current college players in the set that are going to be playing Mm -hmm. college next year. Like there's players as young as freshmen from last year in the set.
1: Those so, I think will be popular, so, but the ones going into the NFL I think won't be as um, valuable.
0: Yeah, and that may, be that. The, that may be the value is, is you know, come, come collegiate season, there's more long-term value in these guys that aren't it's jumping like, into the like draft. It's like
1: the baseball, you know, you have to get into it early. That's the product if you want to get into
3: it early. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be interesting to see, like, as Heisman race heats up, maybe – guys who were maybe lower names you know start to get on the radar and they have stuff in this product and that will
1: be their first card so that'll be that
3: you could see a rise in that type of stuff so we've never really had that we've never had you know college football
0: so you think this might end up being kind of like a better step up of what we have from like the under armor Autograph like the Under Armour oh. Bowl autographs that we see, and so yeah, like yeah
1: in my opinion, those are good,
0: but, yeah, uh, but I think it, it was, yeah, but it's been always pretty much the only access to pre NFL stuff that we've had of these old, like Creed Humphrey has one from when he was in like the, the, the U.S. Army Bowl before he went to like early stuff, which has always yeah. been cool. So, this will be a potential for collegiate. Go ahead,
2: it's a big, big step up from that, but also I just want to reiterate what I said earlier, I think this has the potential be, to be the new
3: king of college uniform products.
1: Oh, for right. sure.
3: And you never know. Once once Panini, I don't know, what, like whatever happens with Fanatics, maybe they get to do college logos.
0: That would be huge. Yeah. College could you imagine? Like chrome. Yeah, because could you imagine? That would be insane. College, if, like if this huge. is
3: a success, imagine Topps University Chrome. tops chrome university like if they try to go with this with some other familiar products
2: i i think they would be better to stick with the bowman name because it is more of a prospecting
0: i do yeah i i and and i was just looking at the photos i didn't know they were actually doing the first bowman like they were with baseball so that's interesting they have the
2: full like official first bowman
0: yeah logo that's interesting Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm a lot more of a fan of this product than I was probably an hour ago. That's mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good, really good potential. I think in this. Andrew, do you have anything else on that you think? I was going to say another
3: one more thing that might be kind of cool. They do have case hits as well, called the Big Kahuna. <laughs> the Big so that, Kahuna. Yeah. So like, I is don't it? know. It it's, it's like a, fish. Uh, is it a parallel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's like. It kind of reminds me of, like, not really a stained glass, but, like, an art-type style card.
0: That's Where funny. you have, like,
3: the different colors in the background.
0: I laugh at that because I literally know somebody on Twitter that's what his username is. is a big kahuna, <laughs> so that's actually hilarious. I'm going to have
3: to... Yeah, it's, like, 20 or 30 of the bigger names. You got Willis and Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, Olave... But, oh
0: yeah, I see it, big Kahuna. I see it now. I'm looking at the. That's that's actually kind of I, kind a of creative
3: way to get around the no logos. It
0: looks like a foil, huh? Yeah, looks like a foil. That'd be sick. so. We'll
3: kind of see how those do compared to say your your downtowns and your kabooms. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. they're not going to be on that level,
0: right? But that, but maybe man, a cheaper option to get some no, type of. They, case they to, could
3: be
2: on the same level as the college kabooms and down or right. college downtowns.
0: I do
1: like the I think color.
0: that that what what some people need to realize too like that maybe against this set or may not like the logos like you ha- you have to at least get your feet wet to figure out where you're going to go forward with it and I think that Tops has really good legs at least on the football side of things the overtime I I'm not 100% sure where they're going with with, with that and some people may see it uh and if you do feel free to reach out to us and, and let us know cuz we'd love to learn more about that aspect um but it really seems like the NFL has a lot of the, or at least the the Bowman University Has a lot of legs uh, going forward, mostly now that like thinking about it, the college implications of like, like Andrew said, somebody is in the product that's maybe a freshman or like a sophomore or something ends up being a Heisman favorite and he has a card in that like autos in that product or something that's like huge. I could just only imagine what the value is on some of that, given what we've seen from the Under Armour Bowl and the U.S., the the Army Bowl stuff that we used to have in the past. That was sticker autos and not very good paper product. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. But anything else from any of the boys or the girl today? Nothing?
2: I would say the only thing that I will add is, so who knows this is just Pure conjecture, whatever you want to call it. Um, people don't like the college uniforms and stuff as much for the the first Bowman football. I mean, technically, all the first Bowman baseball stuff, those are like spring training uniforms or mm. airbrushed on. Mm-hmm. So, if people adopt that kind of mindset of okay, the first Bowman cards aren't really their like pro
3: uniforms, yeah, because for, for baseball, they're all pre rookie, right. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, Yeah. Uh also realize that some of the people that may have some issue with the non licensing, I know it can be an eyesore, but also realize that a lot of the people that you're probably collecting from the last few years for football prism have been in combine uniforms. So or the you know, same or, overused
3: Photoshop yeah. pictures.
0: Yeah. So I mean there there's always some type of silver lining with it. Um and I think that there's potential for for it. You know, the, the no logos, I know it can be kind of a uh, but at the end of the day, like I think, if we can get three, four years down the road and see the logos, collegiate logos on this, this product has a lot, a lot of potential. It's not only for people investing in people down the road, but for fans of college football to really have a product that they can resonate with, at least. And, and of course, we'll probably end up getting twenty different tops products of if that happens, of different collegiate stuff. But it'll at least be uh, a new wave because a lot of people like football, just for the collegiate aspect. And this will be a great way for them to get in.
3: One more quick thing before we leave it. I'm curious to see in the preview, the, the, the autographs are sticker on a sticker in the mockup. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if they, cause Bowman Chrome's known for their on-card autographs. Right. I'm exactly. curious to see if That's they true. actually do that or if it's going to be stickers. Okay. Cause that could be a big thing for it.
0: Awesome. Well, perfect. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. All right, guys, well, we're going to wrap it up. I appreciate all you guys stopping by. I know it's been a few weeks, but hey, we're back, and we're excited to knock uh, some more episodes out for you guys, and we can't wait to see you all in the next one. Peace out.